Every country has a department for defense. Its responsibility is to protect the country from any attack from the enemy. Even individuals like politicians, celebrities, etc., carry many security personnel around them. In our country, there are three sections of defense. They are military, land force, navy, sea force, and air force. The soldiers in these three groups are always alert and awake to protect the country from the enemy from anywhere, be it by the land, by air, or by water. They are even ready to sacrifice their lives for the country and they wish to remain in history as martyrs. Government reserves the highest percentage of the budget for this department. It shows the importance of security. If our security forces are this much power, how great the security forces allotted by God would be. God has arranged the most powerful security personnel in the form of his powerful angels for his children on the earth. The first greatest war broke out in heaven much before the creation of this universe. It was between two groups of angels. Since God did not subject the world to come to angels, many angels became wicked and rebelled against the Lord God. As a result, they got divided into two groups. One was for the Lord God and another was against him. Having been defeated, arrested, and released later, they under the leadership of a very powerful former angel invaded the earth with all their wicked schemes to pull the children of God away from him to ensure that even they would not enter into the promised world. We can understand this from the following. God did not subject the world to come to angels. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 5 says therefore rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Revelation chapter 12 verse 12 says be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 8 and 9 says if we study the Bible diligently, we can understand that God did not stop just by warning us against the enemy. He has also set a very powerful group of invisible security forces around his children. Since man never comes to his word, Bible, he never understands this. After hearing the prayers and groans of Israelites, his chosen people, in Egypt for 430 years, God sent a savior in the form of Moses to save them. On noticing this, Satan, the enemy immediately attacked baby Moses by entering into Pharaoh. He ordered Hebrew midwives to kill every newborn baby boy. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, when you help the Hebrew women in childbirth and observe them on the delivery stool if it is a boy, kill him, but if it is a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of God Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe. She saw the basket among the reeds. She opened it and saw the baby. She took him as her son. Exodus chapter 1 verse 15, chapter 2 verses 1 to 10 says ever since Moses was born, Satan desperately tried and attempted to kill him. He wanted the baby to die immediately after stepping out of his mother. 
for this, he provoked the king of Egypt. But God protected him and saved him through his archangel, Michael, Jude chapter 1 verse 9. Satan tried to kill him in the land of Egypt. But God lifted Moses and set him as a son of the daughter of the king of the same land. Satan did not give up. He entered into the daughter of Pharaoh to persuade Moses to leave the thought of taking Israelites to the promised land. By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be ill-treated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 24 and 25 says if Moses had chosen the throne of Egypt, offered by the daughter of Pharaoh, he I would not have led the Israelites to the promised land. The will of God would not have been fulfilled. To stop Moses from doing the will of God, Satan sketched a scheme and used his stepmother as his pawn. But Moses did not give him any chance to succeed. Right from his birth, he was targeted by the enemy. While the situation is like this, do you not think we need strong security around us? That is why God protected him through his angels. Read the following once. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses did not himself dare to condemn him for slander but said, The Lord rebuke you. Jude verse 9 says it can be understood, from the above, that God set very strong security, led by the archangel Michael, for Moses who was going to become a great leader. Has anyone ever taught you this? Next, the security given by God is much stronger than the security by men. There were many incidents in history where even security personnel got killed along with the targeted one in the enemy's attack. We can also recall many incidents where one's security men killing him, her. The best example is the death of Indira Gandhi, a former Prime Minister of India. She was killed by her security. How weak and dangerous the security by men is. Anyone who relies on men will always taste the same. Now let us recall the life of Lot in the book of Genesis. He was righteous and was the only one who feared the Lord God in the entire twin cities, Sodom and Gomorrah. Every day, he was distressed and tormented by the filthy lives of lawless men. So, God decided to rescue him by sending his angels. They came and saved his family by protecting them. The twin cities were destroyed and only his family was rescued. We can understand, from this true incident in history, that God uses his angels both to protect the righteous and to punish the wicked. All these things were written and preserved for our understanding and realizing the picture. The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. And said, No, my friends. Don't he do this wicked thing? Look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do what you like with them. But don't do anything to these men, for they have come under the protection of my roof. Get out of our way, they replied. This fellow came here as a foreigner, and now he wants to play the judge. 
we'll treat you worse than them. They kept bringing pressure on Lot and moved forward to break down the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, young and old, with blindness so that they could not find the door. Because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Hurry! Take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. Look, here is a town near enough to run to, and it is small. Let me flee to it, it is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to him, Very well, I will grant this request too, I will not overthrow the town you speak of. But flee the quickly, because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zor. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah, from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities, and also the vegetation in the land. Genesis chapter 19 verses 1 to 25, 2 Peter chapter 2 verses 6 to 8 days it teaches us that God protects the ones who live for him, by his angels and punishes the ones who live against him by the same angels. There are two sections of people in society. They are theists and atheists. Both they must learn a very good lesson after reading this. Those who believe in God merely and do not understand his works are to be pitied for their spiritual condition. They read, learn and recite the verse, He who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep, Psalms chapter 121 verse 4. But they never understand how he protects his dear children. They are never seen to be willing or to be aware of meditating on the word of God. In the same book of Genesis, we find three great patriarchs. They are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We observe angels coming to Abraham to convey what God is going to do Sodom and Gomorrah. We can also observe angels in Jacob's dream, ascending and descending, besides blessing him by the name, Israel later, Genesis chapter 28 verses 10 to 12 and chapter 32 verses 1, 22 to 32. Though they were promised a whole country, they lived in tents holding their faith firmly that they would enter the best country. Because of their wonderful lives, God gave them his angels as their security which includes rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. God protected and rescued the children of Israel in the latter times and many times by his prophets, judges, kings, being supported by the angels. Let us see some from the following. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ephra that belonged to Josh the Abzrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Judges chapter 6 verses 11 and 12 says the angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. Judges, chapter 13 verse 3 says our Heavenly Father proves that he is very serious and sincere about his responsibilities. He protects his children out of his immeasurable love. At the same time, he also ensures that the wicked are punished. He does all these things as a part of his administration. 
He gets all these things done by his servants, angels. The sins of men are the main reason for all these natural calamities. The world still exists as there are still some people, living for the Lord God. Unless and until man realizes this truth, he will always taste the wrath of God like this without any doubt. Your wrongdoings have kept these away, your sins have deprived you of good. Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 25 says for as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is his love for those who fear him, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, the Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. Psalms chapter 103 verses 11, 13, 19 to 22 says it shows that angels are being used behind every blessing or punishment imposed by God on men. This is the department of angels in God's administration. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. If a country sins against me by being unfaithful and I stretch out my hand against it to cut off its food supply and send famine upon it and kill its people and their animals, even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they could save only themselves by their righteousness, declares the Sovereign Lord. Or if I send wild beasts through that country and they leave it childless and it becomes desolate so that no one can pass through it because of the beasts, as surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, even if these three men were in it, they could not save their sons or daughters. They alone would be saved, but the land would be desolate. Or if I bring a sword against that country and say, let the sword pass throughout the land, and I kill its people and their animals, as surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, even if these three men were in it, they could not save their sons or daughters. They alone would be saved. Or if I send a plague into that land and pour out my wrath on it through bloodshed, killing its people and their animals, as surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, they could save neither son nor daughter. They would save only themselves by their righteousness. Ezekiel chapter 14 verses 12 to 20 says God is the king of all nations. He enjoys authority over all of them. He never endures their wickedness. So he imposes verdict and punishment on them. He spares no nation. Recently, India, America, Japan, China, and Indonesia tasted his wrath in the form of a tsunami, hurricanes, earthquakes, etc. Remember that the entire creation consists of millions and millions of angels. He uses his law. That is heaven's law. His love is great. His wrath is also great. Nebuchadnezzar, a Babylonian powerful emperor ruled over the world in BC over time, he became lordly and imperious. He had a statue set and passed in order to all the people of his kingdom to worship. The order was that those who do not do so would be thrown into the lake of fire. There were three holy men by the name Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who refused to do so. Therefore, they were thrown into the furnace. But God rescued them by sending an angel. 
Read the following. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisers. Weren't the three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, Certainly, your majesty. He said, Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Daniel chapter 3 verses 22 to 25 says it can be understood that God rescued the men from the cruel and improper law of worldly people. Yes, he does save his beloved ones, who live for him here. Let us see another super incident in which the Lord God saved his prophet, Daniel. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions. Daniel answered, May the king live forever. 22 My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Daniel chapter 6 verses 20 to 24 says God chose Moses to rescue his children from Egyptians. He gave his law through him to Israelites to set them right before him. It was an angel sent to him to convey this. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire it did not burn up. Exodus chapter 3 verse 2 says in the process of protecting Israelites from Egyptian chariots, it was an angel that stood between them. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them. Exodus chapter 14 verse 19 says in the process of clearing the way to the promised land, it was an angel that was sent for them. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Exodus chapter 33 verse 2 says you can understand how great the security given by God is. He gives protection through the heavenly department for only the ones who live for him. They are the very important persons, VIPs, in his view. His security, angels, is much greater and stronger than what we see in this world. Why should he protect us, when we are not in his work and are always engaged in our works? Now, please examine yourself whether you are in this group. True godliness is not just praying, singing, and listening to the messages for the name's sake. We should put on Christ which means we should possess his qualities, we should work as he did 2000 years ago and please God, the Father. In the New Testament, we find the wonderful life of Apostle Paul. He lived only for Christ. He was charged and made to stand before the king for he proclaimed the word. He told them that he would speak before the emperor, Caesar. So he was sent by the Mediterranean Sea along with 276 other prisoners.
they were caught in a deadly storm in the middle. Everyone feared death. But Paul was optimistic and was sure that they would reach Rome as he was supposed to speak for the Lord God. Let us see who came to him to convey this message and emboldened him. Last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Acts chapter 27 verses 23 to 25 say when Israelites were on their way to the promised land, God thought they might not be able to fight with the other nations in the middle so he decided to clear the way to them by sending an angel to wipe them out for them. See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. My angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites and I will wipe them out. Exodus chapter 23 verses 20 and 23 For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Psalms chapter 91 verse 11 says when we cried out to the Lord, he heard our cry and sent an angel and brought us out of Egypt. Numbers chapter 20 verse 16 says in all their distress he too was distressed, and the angel of his presence saved them. Isaiah chapter 63 verse 9 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Psalms chapter 34 verse 7 says Dear readers, Know that those who live for him are always in such powerful protection. As mentioned earlier, the nominal Christian life will not help us to obtain such wonderful protection. Since our Lord Jesus Christ suffered in the flesh, let us arm ourselves with the same thought. A person with such an attitude will, after being baptized, no longer live by the human passions but by their will of God. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Surrounding the throne were twenty-four other thrones, and seated on them were twenty-four elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. Revelation chapter 4 verses 2 and 4 say in the above part, the elders seated on the thrones are none other than angels. They are all given the highest rank in the administration for us. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. Revelation chapter 5 verse 11 says rulers and authorities in the heaven. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8 says all the angels in heaven are allotted their respective duties. They are created to serve the Lord and serve his children. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. They always wait for the Lord's instruction for them to do. Matthew chapter 18 verse 10. Keeping this in mind, Apostle Paul writes to Timothy reminding them of the angels surrounding him. 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 21. Let us finally recall an incident from the Holy Bible. Apostle Peter was arrested, let us finally recall an incident from the Holy Bible. Apostle Peter was arrested, chained, and kept in a cell. He was treated as a bandit. Then an angel comes to him and rescues him as he was supposed to do a lot on the earth for the Lord God. 
Acts chapter 12 verses 7 to 11. It is clear, from all the above explanations with evidence, that the true children of God are such fortunate that they have the strongest invisible security around them and their services will continue even after their death. We can understand this from the life of Lazarus in Luke 16. The security of men can never be compared with that of Lord God's. We can see many great people who got killed along with their security men in history. Therefore, this is high time you gave a thought to this and took a good decision. It is now in your hands to choose the group in which you want to be. Is it the one that has the defense department of angels as their security or the one with nothing? Decide.